The Tech Qualified Podcast is dedicated to providing B2B technology marketers with access to real-world case studies and best practices. We interview industry leaders to uncover what's working in the world of B2B technology marketing. If you're wondering how you can position your technology company as the choice in the marketplace, then follow along as we go on this journey together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tech Qualified. I'm Justin Brown and this episode of Tech Qualified is brought to you by Motion, a marketing agency that focuses on the strategy and development of thought leadership programs for B2B tech companies. Today, our guest is Chris D'Amico, the marketing director for Penta Technologies, Inc. Chris, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Justin. Absolutely. And as we get started here, just for the audience, do you mind giving a little bit of background on yourself? Tell us a little bit about your past experience and then what you're up to now at Penta. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I've been in marketing for close to 20 years now. I actually started in a marketing department when I was in high school and have a pretty long background in the creative space. I was a copywriter for many, many years and, you know, graduated to more strategic roles, jumped into digital marketing early in the early 2000s when a lot of people were still focused on print. And ever since then, I've led a couple small creative teams and now as the director at Penta, focusing a lot on content marketing and thought leadership to really set us apart in the industry. Yeah, that's great. And we're definitely going to get into some of that. And before we do, for those who aren't aware of Penta, do you mind telling us a little bit about your ideal customer profile and how Penta helps them? Yeah, our ideal customer profile is specialty contractors that are larger. Usually most of our customers are over $40 million in revenue. And that's just because our bread and butter is the enterprise resource planning software for construction companies, which can be kind of a heavy lift to implement. And so we generally work with those larger specialty contractors and work really closely hand in hand with them to implement over a few few months to, you know, really make sure that our software fits everything that they need it to do for their business. And so where does it plug into these contractors? I'm curious because we've had on a couple of, and I think you may have listened to the episodes that I had sent over, but you know, we worked with one organization. Her name is Sarah Lee. She came on from Pipe. She's their head of marketing. And you know, they're very ground up. They work with project managers and so they get into their accounts that way. What is your approach? Is it a top down? So you come in and, and all of a sudden every person in these $40 million organizations is using your technology. What is your strategy there and how do you help? Yeah, it's much more top down. It's back office, you know, so we have kind of two audience types that we like to think of at Penta. We have the muddy boots and those are the guys, you know, out on the job sites doing the work. And then we have the shiny shoes. And those are the folks in the back office that generally used to be muddy boots and have kind of graduated and gone up the ranks. And so we really work closely. Penta's specialty over many decades has been uh, construction payroll, which is really kind of muddy and complicated. You have regulations, you have union versus non-union, you have different rules, you know, by state. And so we really focus a lot on the construction payroll space. And so naturally, uh, a lot of our customers are the CFOs at these companies, the CIOs who are interested in bringing in new tech to really streamline their business. 
Gotcha. And so what are you doing to generate demand? Obviously, I'm sure CFO and CIO is an interesting persona to try to break into. It's not like they're being sold anything ever. So (laughs) what are you doing? Talk to me a little bit about the customer journey and how you're getting these folks interested. Is it an SDR, BDR team that you're using? Are you using ads? Is it through organic? I know you mentioned um, trying to establish yourself as a thought leader. How are you getting people to notice Penta and express interest? Yeah, that's a great question. So historically, and like I said, Penta has been around for a long time. We were actually called System 5, started in the 60s, I believe, all the way up until the early 90s. And then Penta was born out of that construction software. So really, we have, you know, four or five decades of industry knowledge. But companies were sort of seeking us out. They knew they needed an ERP system. And so they were more seeking us out to find something that really fit with what they were trying to do. What we're finding now is that a lot of companies already have their ERP system. And because it is uh, kind of a heavy lift to implement another one, it can be expensive, kind of daunting. We've seen that die down a little bit. So in the past, we might have attended trade shows and just been known by name, and it was easier to get leads that way. But we never really focused on communicating how much industry knowledge we had. So uh, just in the past couple of years, we've really focused a lot more on the thought leadership. Our case studies, uh, we have a lot of huge customers and so focused on creating case studies around how they use Penta and how it really helps streamline their construction business. We've gathered testimonials. We launched a webinar series called our Build Tech webinar series, where we really tackle sort of big industry challenges that a lot of construction companies are facing right now and the different tech that can help them solve that problem. The construction industry is really, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's resistant to change. And I think it's second only to the agriculture and hunting industry for uh, least digitized industry in America since the 1960s. And, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of the challenges facing the construction industry can be solved by technology. It's just getting that knowledge out there that, hey, you know, you have a problem and here's how you can streamline your payroll. Here's how you can streamline your planning. So really trying to educate through different articles, case studies, the webinars, our videos see a lot of traffic right now has really helped us gain the trust of customers who might have not looked to us as a solution before. Yeah, it's interesting. We've had quite a few folks on here who sell to the restaurant space, sure, either POS solutions or others, and they're similar. I know you mentioned agriculture, and then you all, and I think a restaurant industry is somewhat similar in the fact that, yeah, I mean, people have been eating at restaurants the same way since 60s, 50s, I don't know. And now in this kind of new world that we live in, people are being forced to adopt to technology because rules and regulations and ways that you're doing things are different than they were. And it's almost like forced adoption at this point or adopt or you're going to be passed by others. Are you seeing that as well, that maybe people are a little more receptive now because they know they don't really have a choice? Yeah, absolutely. Margins in the construction industry are razor thin. You're looking at a margin of about 1% on any given job. So a lot of our customers say that all it takes is one bad job to put them out of business completely. 
And so really adapting or dying is kind of, it's imperative right now. There's been disruption across so many different industries that we've seen over the past couple decades and for construction to remain resistant to it's just really not viable. Yeah. And over the last few months with kind of the global situation, has that impacted your prospects and customers as well? Gosh, I would say early on, everyone was kind of on edge, you know, back in March when we were really kind of preparing for the worst. But we've really seen a lot of folks take the time to look at their back office, look at their business practices and say, what actually now is a really good time to kind of look at what we've been doing and possibly make a change. And so we've actually seen a really positive. And I know that a lot of actual construction sites were on hold for a little bit of time there, but we've also seen that picking uh, way back up. Yeah, no, and it's impacted folks differently. So always different, always interesting to uh, get some clarity there. As we continue along the customer journey, and you know, you're trying to maybe alter the way that people are doing things, you know, for the better. Can you talk to me just a little bit about the sales cycle? How long is the sales cycle? What goes into the rest of the customer journey from initial interest actually to customer conversion? Yeah, so we have our demand team. And so we have, you know, our marketing efforts, um, which also include some of our sales efforts with getting advertising out there, getting our thought leadership out there, you know, creating these email campaigns, uh, a lot of industry partnerships. And so we partner with a lot of associations like General Contractors America, the MCAA, the CFMA to Built Worlds is another one of our great partners to create content and really, you know, kind of get interested and get our leads in. And then that goes to our sales team who really works with our prospects to figure out what their problems are, you know, and figure out what they really need for a solution. Our ERP is a really big product and we can really tailor it to meet the needs of really any larger construction specialty contractor that comes our way. So our sales team really focuses on that along with our implementation team. And so that sales process can take anywhere from a few months to a year. It's a really long sales cycle and implementation generally takes between a few months to a year as well. Gotcha. And do you mind talking a little bit? I'm sure you've heard lots of different stories and probably seen them yourself, but how do sales and marketing work together at Penta? We work really closely. Again, you know, our marketing team really focuses on the kind of the thought leadership and content creation to generate that demand. And then our sales team takes those leads, they'll marketing and sales qualify them. And then they give feedback back to our marketing team on what worked, what didn't work, what our customers are looking for, what, you know, some of the other companies out there, our competitors uh, are doing that they're seeing that might be great to try at Penta. Uh, so we work really closely, you know, we have conversations daily (laughs) about, you know, our sales process, our marketing process, the content we're putting out, what we're seeing in return. And it goes really well. I think that, you know, if marketing and sales work closely and support each other rather than, you know, just having marketing support a sales team who takes it and then there's never any communication back and forth, when they really work closely together to support each other, it goes very well. 
And I want to pivot a little bit to something that, you know, I think is kind of your passion and what you've built your career on. Let's talk about what you're doing for thought leadership and content. So it sounds like you have quite a few initiatives. Do you mind breaking down a few of them? You mentioned the webinar series, you're doing testimonials. Talk to me a little bit about what your strategy is from a thought leadership standpoint and some of the things that you're working on. Yeah. So thought leadership really over the years, over the decades, again, our focus has been really on construction payroll. And what we've seen is a shift. We see that the challenges that the construction industry is facing and time after time, you look at, you know, these larger surveys, McKinsey and JB Knowledge surveys out there and construction companies are really worried about labor productivity. They're starting to come around on realizing labor productivity is one of the biggest problems facing the construction industry right now. And naturally, we have now started to develop our content around solving that problem. We're actually developing a product around solving that problem also. But, you know, we really wanted to take an approach of understanding where a lot of our industry partners are coming with that. So we go with red thread way of developing content. We want to uh, think about what the goal is, the end goal. What do our customers want to see? Introducing the problem that they might not know that they have, revealing a truth about it, what makes inaction impossible, and then defining the change and defining the action. So as an example, so our construction customers might say, how can we transform our field labor cost and productivity from a competitive liability to an advantage? Introducing a problem they didn't know they have. Well, 35% of construction foreman's time is spent on non-productive work. Revealing a truth, you know, 60% of construction job cost is labor. Defining that change, you know, the change could be something like a field tech that uh, job foreman can adopt an easy to use software app that can streamline and automate the time collection process. And then putting that software on one job, they can see the benefits right away. Nice. And do you mind breaking down a few of those programs that you're running? So I know you mentioned your webinar series. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure, sir. Our Build Tech webinar series, uh, again, focuses around sort of the challenges facing the construction industry, especially around the labor productivity. And, you know, we put that on around every three months. From that, you know, we have our president, Bill Wagner, and uh, a few other Penta folks live host that webinar, take questions, go through sort of their vision of where they see solutions to this labor productivity challenge. And then from that webinar, we can actually break that down and create content pieces off that. So we'll break that down and create blog posts, follow a white paper, and then possible case studies, you know, based on our customer feedback. That's great. And repurposing content is great. So how do you go about doing that? Is that something that you do in-house? Is it something that you work on? What's your approach to actually repurposing content? You know, we see it so often that folks will do things like a webinar or just some overarching ebook or just a bigger piece of content. And then they just do that and, and don't do anything else in addition to it. So what are some of the approaches that you take at repurposing, you know, that really good content that you are creating? 
Yeah. And, you know, we love webinars. We also have done more talks and presentations at industry events. And it's just, you know, taking someone who's knowledgeable, talking about a subject is, it's like gold. You can take that and then transcribe that, which we generally do in-house. And then you can translate that into other content like the eBooks and blog posts, because different people like to absorb content in different ways. And so, you know, we'll take that content, we'll put it into a few different channels, and then we'll, you know, create campaigns around that. We'll create uh, email blasts that then highlight the ebook based off the webinar. We can take a white paper and we can go to our industry partners and then say, hey, you know, we have this great piece of content that came from, you know, sort of this vision of what the solution to challenges facing the industry is. Would you like to partner with us on really getting this out there? There are a ton of different ways to repurpose once you have kind of those bigger webinar or presentations based off just, you know, really organic conversations. And I know that you've been there for about a year. How has marketing changed since you got to Penta? What did it look like when you got there and how has it changed now? So again, we have really been focusing a lot on the thought leadership and the content development. A lot of our marketing efforts, though, are going towards a new product that we're developing to really answer that labor productivity challenge on construction job sites. So it's been a really interesting shift because, you know, earlier on when I was talking about our ideal customer profile as the back office CFO, CIO, well, that's still true with this new software that we're developing you know, we're really developing it to be used on the job site. And so now job site foremen and the job site workers are becoming, you know, part of that uh, ideal customer profile that, you know, we've been doing more and more research and actually working hand in hand with really one of our larger customers, Lithgo Concretes, in actually going out to their job sites and seeing how their workers are using the software so that we can help develop it hand in hand with them and be able to market better to the people really, you know, the muddy boots on the ground. And what is a piece of advice that you would give someone in your same role? So let's say a marketing director that's just starting in a new role. What would be the biggest piece of advice that you feel like you could give uh, from your last year with Penta? I would say being able to talk directly with current customers is huge. And then just looking out into the industry, doing a lot of industry research and connecting with a lot of different industry associations is also huge. You know, you can gain so much knowledge and just expose yourself to so many more resources than you would be able to just on your own or having your team operate in a silo. I I think that, you know, there are so many resources out there that just kind of focusing on your own to-do list and what your team has laid out and internal requests and that sort of thing. Well, that's great. You know, it's not going to help you innovate and come up with the next big idea that's really going to help your lead gen efforts in your thought leadership and content efforts. 
That's a great piece of advice. Yeah, I think, you know, getting out there and having those real conversations is something that you just can't fabricate. You can read in it. You can read all the blog posts you want. And you're from a copywriting background. I'm sure you've written things in your past that they read great and you probably did your research, um, but maybe it wasn't something that was your exact expertise. There's something to be said about having real conversations. You know, I can go to HubSpot's blog where things may be written by someone who's six months into their career and it reads well and it's informative, but it's a lot different if I'm speaking to a CMO at a MarTech company. You know, there's just something to be said about those real conversations. Totally agree. So nothing's perfect. What would you say on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? What have you found to be your biggest challenge and how are you overcoming that? I think the biggest challenge in content marketing is not deciding what to do. It's deciding what not to do. Because, I mean, really, it's just, you know, there's so much stuff that you can do. Uh, it's really deciding what's going to have the biggest bang for your buck. And, you know, a lot of times you're not going to know that until you try it. And, you know, so I say that when you try something and it doesn't work, you know, you have to be comfortable with letting go and then going for something that does work instead. Like I said, we're launching this new product software it's still in development. But, you know, as a test earlier this year, I ran a paid ads campaign and, you know, they performed well, but the cost per lead was astronomically high. I mean, it was just you know, too high to warrant, you know, continuing to run the campaign. And so we had to pause that, you know, that's something that we'll come back to when we learn a little bit more about, you know, this new audience that we're trying to market to. But, you know, just being able to innovate, try something new, and then put it on pause when it's not working uh, and opt for something else that will work better is, you know, that's the daily challenge in the world of content marketing. And I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are coming up on our time here. So I wanted to close with a few questions. The first is, what is your favorite resource, you know, to stay up to date on B2B marketing? What do you leverage to make sure that you're continuing with your ongoing education in your space? Yeah. So I used to be on the board of the AMA, the American Marketing Association here in Milwaukee, and that's a national organization. And so I'm still a member of it. And they really put out some really, really great resources for marketers that I think everyone should take advantage of. The Content Marketing Institute is huge. That's one that I go to time and time again. And just to stay up on what's happening in the content marketing world, you mentioned HubSpot. We use HubSpot and I'm a big believer in a lot of, you know, the research that they do and the, the knowledge that they put out. So I like following them as well, you know, for your kind of SEO and search knowledge and let's see, marketing profs as well, I think is a great one. I would say of all those things that you said, you're going to miss to not be able to at least find some answers to pretty much any question that you may have. Whether it's the specific answer you're looking for, I'm not sure, but between CMI, AMA, Moz, and HubSpot, I mean, those are like, especially anyone who is, you know, probably first three to five years in marketing, I mean, you should be reading those things basically religiously. Daily. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. So we'll update the show notes with that. And then the last question I have for you, Chris, is where can people go to find you and to find Penta? Sure. You can find Penta at penta.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and my username is MKE Chris. Feel free to drop me a line. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks again. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. It was great having you on Tech Qualified. Thank you very much. And for our listeners, thanks for joining us on this episode of Tech Qualified. If you're looking to generate engaging conversations with your ideal customer profile, while also positioning your tech as a choice in the marketplace, then access Motion's ultimate thought leadership course for B2B tech companies. The online course provides a complete step-by-step process required to establish a thought leadership program using a podcast or video series. Get free immediate access today by visiting motionagency.io slash access.